You are listening to The Arrived Podcast, episode number nine. Hey, gents, this is Bethany Reed Peterson of Atelier Reed, and you are listening to Arrived, the podcast dedicated to helping single guys bring their A game home. In the show, we're going to deep dive and get real on how you guys can better host your mates, impress your dates, and crush your goals, all by making simple changes to your space and your habits. So if you want to come home knowing you've arrived, join me. Are you ready, gents? Let's do this. Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to the penultimate episode of The Arrived Show for 2019. It is almost a new year, you guys. 2019, I don't know about you, but for me, 2019 absolutely flew by. It flew by. I felt like it was January just a couple months ago, July a few weeks back, and now here I am, tree decorated, sipping on some eggnog. No bad thing, right? So in preparation for today's show, thinking about the end of the year and knowing that I get a lot of questions from my clients about lifestyle and mindset and thinking about how can I feel like I've arrived, but not just within my own space, but within my own headspace. Today on the show, we're going to take a little bit of a departure from working with you guys on your homes specifically, and we're going to get a little bit more into a mindset framework. Now, you have probably already figured out that in a week's time, we'll not only be entering just a new year, but a new decade. In a way, you've arrived already at the end of this current decade, and you're now entering a whole new chapter in your life, really, if you choose to think about it that way. I realized this myself recently while reading the letter from the editor in the recent issue of Esquire, and it really blew my mind when I thought about this. So he had given a brief summary of his decade, his achievements, and his perceived shortcomings. And when I think back myself to, let's say, New Year's 2009 and the 10 years, my God, the 10 years that really swiftly followed, it is crazy for me to to do that sort of inventory and think of all that I have achieved, all that I've accomplished, and all that I've arrived at, and all the things that I have yet to arrive at that didn't happen in that time. Have you guys taken a look back on this yet in your own life? Do a quick scan here. I bet it will also blow your mind to know all that you've done in the past 10 years as well and how much you've changed and grown as a person. When I look back at myself 10 years ago, I largely survey that time as quite successful. I met a great set of friends in London. I got out of a toxic relationship. I landed a plum role at the interior design studio of my dreams. I completed my MBA. I founded my first business. I met a great guy and got married. I bought and renovated my first home, and I founded my current design studio, Atelier Reed, and I started this podcast. I completed seven marathons on four continents. I got smart about my finances and I started thinking about my future. I created a jolly retirement plan with a financial planner and have set up multiple savings accounts for future purchases. 
In that same decade, however, I also had some solid misses and some famous strikeouts. I made the really tough decision to say goodbye to London Living, and in that process, effectively said goodbye to a ton of friends in the United Kingdom as well. In between toxic boyfriend number one and my now husband, I found toxic boyfriend number two and dedicated myself to that relationship for far too long. Anyone else been there? You feel me, right? It happens. I blew way too much money on stupid things, clothes, shoes, and rounds of drinks I really didn't need. I landed two shitty jobs with two terrible bosses, let's hope they're not listening to this, became utterly burned out in the process, and in general, did not make the kind of money in the previous decade that I know I'm capable of. However, Looking back on all this, I realized the wins of my decade, that first list, happened because I was acting intentionally in my life. I was being largely proactive to make these things happen for myself. I took the time out, had a plan, had focused on what I'd wanted, and I gave myself the headspace to figure that out. The frustrations and the perceived failures of that decade, although I don't even really consider these as failures, as these were all huge learning opportunities, even if I didn't see it that way at the time. So all of these sort of perceived failures occurred because you might say that I didn't really see past next week. I didn't take the time to act with intention. I didn't take the time to ask for what I wanted, figure out what I needed, and I simply instead became reactive. I became reactive to my situation instead of thinking offensively and a few steps ahead in the game. So unsurprisingly here, not having that plan did not yield the results that I wanted. So I want to ask you guys today, does that ring true at all for you in any part of your life over the last decade? I would venture to guess that it does in some way for you guys as well, on some level. Now, as I entered 2010, I wouldn't say I had this grand plan. I, like I said, I was intentional and I was proactive, but largely I kind of all let this stuff happen to me, both the good and the bad. But I want to approach my new decade a little bit more intentionally right from the start, and I want to help you guys do that too today. So today on the show, as we arrive in this new decade in a very short time, a week in fact, and because between probably watching Home Alone for the, I don't know, 833rd time, noshing on some leftover Christmas turkey and hanging out in your pajamas, you guys probably have the time right now to think about your future self in the upcoming decade with some true clarity and focus. And I want to share with you guys a powerful tool that I've learned that I hope will inspire you guys to think about your goals in 2020 and into the next decade very differently to how you may have perhaps approached them in your decade 10 years ago. So today we are going to time travel, if you will. We are going to put ourselves in the mindset and in the headspace of our future self, the one that has already achieved better health, got the girl or the guy, landed that fabulous promotion, bought the Bentley and the driver, etc. right? All the things that you want for yourself in the next decade. I'm going to ask you to think along the lines of what your future self is thinking, to see how he achieved those goals, to get in his mindset. Now, if you're thinking, 
Hello, if I knew what my future self was thinking to get all of these things, I would already be my future self and have achieved all of these goals. And gentlemen, let me say, you would not be wrong for thinking this, okay? That is exactly what I thought too when my coach invited me to get unstuck by thinking about this technique and this uh, tool I'm going to teach you as well. In fact, in his TED Talk, The Psychology of Your Future Self, Harvard psychologist Dan Gilbert, who studies this illusory notion of happiness from the perspective of a self as past, present, and future, he states, quote, Most of us can remember who we were 10 years ago, but we find it hard to imagine who we're going to be. And then we mistakenly think that because it's hard to imagine, it's not likely to happen, unquote. So that's a really important point that he's making here. Our brains are not really wired naturally to project a version of ourselves in the future. This is, you might say, uncomfortable, especially if we do not yet see evidence of this desired success right now in our present self. We are, however, conditioned to see our past behaviors, results, circumstances as true indicators of our future results. Why is this? You could probably distill it down to the lizard brain that keeps us in fear, our amygdala, right? So our amygdala, our lizard brain, learns from past experiences of danger, and it learns that when it's in danger or when it's been hurt, etc., not to do something again. That's a fantastic adaptation mechanism and a powerful protection mechanism. But that same mechanism also short circuits our progress if we let it. Also, our ego here, he does want to be right, and he will always look for ways to prove that he is right. So if you don't see evidence of a future more successful self in your in your present moment, you would be forgiven for thinking, well, maybe that's not possible because I'm not seeing evidence of it, right? Because your brain wants to be right. But we also know that the reason we get the same results we've always got is because we keep doing the things we've always done, those same things. We keep thinking the thoughts we've always thought, and we've taken the same action or inaction that got us the results we've always had. So for example, if you want to make a million dollars and you've only ever made $100,000 in your past, or if you want to meet a life partner and your previous relationships have only ever lasted six months, There is a huge chasm of cognitive dissonance here, which you need to bridge in order to think differently, to get different results, and achieve the goals you haven't yet been previously able to achieve. So naturally, and perhaps unsurprisingly, we perceive this as hard or perplexing to get in the mindset of that future self that's already achieved the wins that our current self is striving for. And yet, Simply because we haven't made that million dollars yet or met that life partner or landed that starring role or landed that promotion does not mean that we're incapable of it in our future. The good news is bridging this mental gap of where you are now and where you want to be in a decade is absolutely possible. And I've got a fantastic mindset hack for you today to rewire your brain that worked really well for me when my coach helped me get unstuck. So here is what we're going to do. We are going to write letters to our past and future selves. And before I get 
too far into the abstract details of this. I want you to know I have a great downloadable for you on these exercises. So if you're feeling at all today when you're listening to this, like this is a bit confusing at any point, don't worry. I have a great printout for you. You can download it totally free. Just go to my website at tellierreadcom slash letter. We are going to write a letter from our future self at the end of 2029, coming into 2030, to our current self right now. We might, if you choose to, write a letter from our current selves now to our future selves or our future self. But to get in that mindset and jumpstart our brains from confusion and abstraction into action and clarity, we're firstly going to write a letter from ourself now to our 2010 self and ourselves as we were in that whole decade up to now. If you think this sounds a bit meta, a bit new age, or is just not rooted in any practical psychology, look, I hear you on this, okay? But try to think of it this way. Do you have a financial planner? Do you have an alarm clock? When you speak with your financial planner, you are thinking of or acting on behalf of your future self in 30 plus years time, right? When you retire, okay? When you open a savings account for that engagement ring, Even if you're single right now, you're planning for the happiness of your future self and the future happiness of your future partner in maybe a few years' time. When you don't drink that third pint and you instead set your alarm for 5 a.m. for that CrossFit session the next morning, you are planning for your future self literally tomorrow. And here's one that's really interesting, okay? When you get a pit in your stomach at the thought of asking that person out and your first instinct is to chicken out, your brain is very concerned and thinking of your future self in two minutes from now. So you can start to see here when you think about it like this, we're actually acting on behalf of our future selves all the time. So this exercise and these letters and this process is really no different. We're just going to write it down rather than think about it exclusively. Firstly, because like I'd mentioned, we know it can be initially difficult to get in the mindset of and to feel like we know with any real authority what our future self is thinking or how he achieved what we want to achieve in the coming decade. First, what we're going to do is write a letter from our current self at the end of this decade to our 2010 self and our 2010 decade self over the last 10 years. We're going to do this from the perspective of gratitude and empathy. We approach our first time travel exercise, if you will, from the mindset of what we already know, what has already happened in our lives. Because not only is it easier, It helps us move from the minutia of everyday thinking and the pragmatics of everyday thinking to a more conceptual framework that we really actually need our minds to shift to to accomplish this exercise. So in my letter from my current self now to my 2010 decade self, I would thank myself my 2012 self for sticking out the duration of my two-year work visa at my dream job, which actually unfortunately turned out to be kind of two years of hell, because actually it made me a great designer. 
And because while it was difficult at times, I learned so much about my industry. I put the time in. and It helped me really figure out what I wanted professionally. So I'd really be giving myself a big pat on the back for my 2012 self there. I would think of my 2013 self and thank her for completing that MBA and for building better professional opportunities and advancement for herself and a better business mindset, right? So thanks 2013 self for setting me up for that success now in 2020. And I would thank myself for putting in over the years all of those training runs Because not only did they help me run marathons themselves, but they actually gave me better health and better moods every day in that process. I'd also have the empathy for myself back in, oh, I don't know, what is it, 2010? And then again in 2012 for staying way too long in those toxic relationships. And I would thank myself for learning what I needed in those relationships and for developing better boundaries and for having the courage to not only walk away, but also to keep my heart open to a better relationship and to a better future with someone down the line. So I'm thanking myself there for not giving up the faith on that. And I would thank myself for being brave enough in 2019 to start my business, even though there are so many unknowns as an entrepreneur. So you get the picture here. If you truly take the time to sit down and do this, this exercise brings remarkable clarity and perspective, especially when you're at the end of that decade and you might be kicking yourself for all that you've yet to achieve. Does that sound like you? Are you putting your hand up on that one like I I did a little while ago too? I also want to say, guys, if I can broadcast this onto the internet (laughs) in a podcast, you can definitely have the courage to write this letter to yourself in total privacy. No one has to see this other than you. Now, a couple of days later, after you have written this letter to your past self with some empathy and gratitude and a healthy dose of a fabulous sense of humor, because you're going to need this at times, right? It's going to feel really weird. After you've done this and you've let this percolate and rattle around your brain a little bit, now what you can do is you can imagine and you can embody yourself from the future. After you've achieved all the goals that you want to achieve in the coming decade, and if you have not yet taken the time out to figure out what you really want to achieve in the next 10 years, and hey, that's okay, we're all probably just super busy trying to get to New Year's Eve, right? I get that. But what you're really going to want to do here before you write that letter, your next letter, is you really want to take that time out and figure out what those goals might be. But think about it from the perspective of what's possible. Going back to Gilbert's TED Talk here, he says, time is a powerful force. It transforms our preferences. It reshapes our values. It alters our personalities. We seem to appreciate this fact, but only in retrospect. Only when we look backwards do we recognize how much change happens in a decade. I would argue that that might be our mind's natural state, that 2020 perspective of time, but only in hindsight. But the thing is, it doesn't have to be that way. And in fact, Gilbert isn't simply arguing that this is the only appreciation of time that we can have. 
Just as we abstractly think of ourselves in the past or project financial or health goals for ourselves in the future, let's say, we can also think of ourselves in the present as benefactors of our future selves based upon the actions we take now to make those projected goals a reality one day, right? So you can flip this on its head. Remember, most people overestimate what they can achieve in a single year, but underestimate what they can achieve in 10 years. So in preparation for writing this letter from your future self to your current self, thanking your current self for all your current self has done, to be a pal to your future self, think on all the things that you'd like to accomplish in the next 10 years in your business, in your personal life, in your health, in your love life. Think of what's changed from right now at the end of this decade in 2019 going into 2020. And think of what's different at the end of 2029 going into 2030. For example, How much money are you now making? How much money have you put aside? Have you met your partner if that's a goal? How have you designed your house? And hey, where do you live? What is your career now? Or how have you advanced in that career? Do you have a dog, a yacht, a Bentley? Get specific, right? If you're one of my guys who already has a vision board and practices this mindset on a on a daily visual level, you can absolutely take cues from your board here as well in writing this letter to yourself. What's really important about this process is allowing yourself to feel the successes of your future self without any concern in this present moment of the hows of getting there. Just allow yourself to go there for a moment. Here's the thing, if you're having a hard time with this, if back in 2010, someone told you all the things that you'd accomplish that you just wrote out in that letter to your past self, you probably wouldn't believe all of that was possible. I surely wouldn't of myself when I look back at that list of all that I've accomplished, right? And yet, here I am, just like here you are with your list of achievements over the past decade. So go with it. Remember what Dan Gilbert says. Just because you're having a hard time right now imagining what's possible does not mean that it's unlikely or that it can't be achieved. If we say, oh, I just can't imagine that for ourselves, it's not because it's impossible. It's because we have a lack of imagination. My future self, thinking on this, is the woman who has a thriving business with a six-month wait list to work with her one-to-one. She has over 500 episodes of her award-winning podcast already published. This podcast helps thousands of men just like you feel like they've arrived in their lives every single day. She has an insanely talented team behind her, helping her spread her message in new and engaging ways to you guys. And in turn for her contributions is compensated quite handsomely with an abundantly luxurious lifestyle to keep her inspired and motivated to show up and contribute full circle for you guys. Now, my current self with only nine episodes out in the world as of this current episode and a new business which is slowly gaining traction and who is still flying solo doing all of this work herself is screaming at some point, oh my God, how is this even going to be possible? I'm not going to make this happen. But again, that's okay. I don't have to know all the answers right now in this letter. And cleverly, I can work 
backwards and look for clues from my previous self. So as you write this letter from your 2030 self, let's say, to your current self in 2020, think of it from the perspective of that person who has already achieved all these things. He already knows how this is going to play out. What did he do differently? How did he behave differently? What did he do that worked for him? And what can you learn from him? What can you garner from his wisdom and his successes through the decade that you're about to experience? So in my letter from my future self to my current self, looking at all of these goals, I might thank myself for continuing to put out the podcast, even when I felt stretched, even when I was tired, I had doubts anyone was listening. At times I knew no one was listening because, hey, here's the thing. Eventually, people did start listening. And eventually, it led me to meet an entirely new network of people who then became fantastic clients and wonderful friends and who I've been able to genuinely help out with lasting transition. I might also thank myself for taking me time every day to meditate and simply to feel good because having a clear head for the last 10 years has really helped me grow that thriving business I just mentioned. It's helped me have a healthy now 13-year marriage, and it's helped me forge continued wonderful friendships along the way. My 2030 self might thank my 2020 decade self for eating healthfully every day and flossing my teeth even when I didn't feel like it and setting aside a percentage of my income for retirement and traveling more again. What's curious is, do you see the pattern here? These steps that are going to get me to the successes that I'm going after by 2030 aren't necessarily big, sexy jumps every day, okay? Sure, there are some, like I'm saying I want to travel more, but on average, they're tiny compounding steps that, frankly, I don't really even want to do as my current self. But acting in service to my future self, I did them because I knew that was likely how I would achieve my success. If you are really stuck here on how your future self might advise your current self, I want you to think back to a goal that you've achieved in a previous decade or in the previous decade. What were the steps that you took? Did you get the body that you wanted because you consistently showed up at the gym even when you didn't feel like it and it was cold out? Did you eventually find that amazing relationship because you had the courage to ask out about, I don't know, a hundred people on dates, on Tinder or Bumble or whatever it might be? Did you land that promotion because you grafted every day and worked hard to impress your boss? Jack Canfield, author of The Success Principles, says, success leaves clues. And he's really right on this. What's empowering about this and this micro exercise within our larger exercise is when you shine the light on the steps of your successes in a previous iteration of yourself, you empower yourself again to take that leap of faith and to prove to yourself that you can have future further success that maybe you've never even thought was possible until now. The reason, ultimately, that this exercise works so powerfully, these letters work so powerfully, is that they help grease the mental wheels for our mind to create a projection of what's possible. This helps us get unstuck, and it helps us manufacture the feelings of the versions of that even more successful, higher goal-achieving self that lies in our future. 
Feelings, as we know, lead to more consistently sustained action or inaction. And action or inaction is what leads to our results. So if we can get ourselves to feel those feelings of success that we anticipate we'll have in the future, we can choose to delay our gratification now and graft now because we know that in the future, we're going to feel a whole lot better for it and be a whole lot better for it. So I want to go back to our friend Dan Gilbert here for a second. I would, as a side note, I would actually really encourage you guys to read his 2007 book, Stumbling on Happiness. The thesis of this book actually really revolves around these constructs of a present and future self. And he examines how our construct of happiness is often predicated on the actions we think we should take in service to our future selves, right? So all the things we're kind of talking about already. But he argues our future self is a person we really don't know yet. And we don't ultimately know what will make them happy. So you might be thinking, well, isn't he just sort of debunking everything that you're saying? But here's the thing. Dan Gilbert is also saying that even though we might not really actually know because we can't know our future self and what that person is really going to thank our past self for when we are that version, he's saying that no matter what happens, we can synthesize or manufacture our happiness along the way or looking back, okay? So I want to be clear on something here. The point of these letters is not to create a simple list of goals for yourself in the next 10 years and to impress upon you a fallacy that when you do this, when you complete this, when you check that check this box, when you now own that fancy car or that fancy house or when you have that eight-figure business, only then will you be happy. Gilbert's work indicates that we can just as easily synthesize our happiness when things go completely tits up, as my fabulous British friends would say. Meaning, if we choose to, we can just as easily look at outcomes with the same rose-tinted glasses when things don't go to plan as when they have gone to plan, okay? So when that housing offer falls through, when we get laid off, when the person whom we thought was the love of our life breaks up with us. In these moments of utter despair, he argues, we can actually stumble upon happiness by choosing to. So I'm not telling you that the point of this exercise is the key to achieving all these things. And if you do only if you do, then you'll be happy. Or that you can just create this handy how-to roadmap for the next decade and everything will go to plan. This is not that. There will be setbacks you didn't anticipate. There will be goals you don't achieve. There will be people you think are great and you want to work with, but who don't even return your emails. Or worse, give you a hard no right to your face. This is not the 10-year box-ticking exercise. This is actually an exercise in relationship building with yourself and with your situation, whatever that might be, whether that's now, whether that's next year, whether it's 10 years ago, or if it's in fact in 10 years' time. Yes, when you put your goals out there, even in an abstract letter to yourself, your mind will unconsciously start looking for ways and looking for people that can help you achieve those goals simply because you've brought them to light. You've surfaced them and you've, you've given them a name and a meaning, right? And this is also why I want you to write them out versus just putting it on your laptop or thinking about it. 
But I want you to know that this is not truly about that. I mean, how many of us have worked so damn hard to achieve a goal, achieved the goal, got to the end of the finish line, got across that hurdle, and thought, oh, this isn't actually what I wanted. This is what I thought I wanted, but this isn't actually what I wanted. So this exercise is actually about resiliency and the relationship to yourself and the pivots that you choose to make along the way in the coming decade. When you put to bed negativity for what's happened in the past and you possess instead a bit of grace and empathy for past iterations of yourself, you can think of yourself now and in 10 years from now with a greater sense of trust. Trust not only to achieve those goals and to know that you've set the right goals, but trust in yourself to know that if it's not the ride your 2020 self imagined, you can trust yourself enough to know that your happiness isn't predicated on a fixed outcome dictated years ago. And that is a very important distinction to make here. Develop a relationship with yourselves not self, but selves, as you would develop a relationship with a friend. And know that most of the time, the things that you do for yourself now might not be sexy or provide a great deal of value that you can immediately see or measure. Know that this might be banal work. It might be a pedestrian relationship with yourself now. But know that like James Clear talks about in his book, Atomic Habits, that those compounding benefits and the gains and the lagging results that you get in the future come from the most boring efforts you take on today. All right. So think of yourself now as being a friend and an ally to yourself in the next month, the next year, the next 10 years and help yourself compound those gains and benefits into a long-term win. I want to wrap up today with a final quote from Dan Gilbert, who is now, I think, officially my BFF. He just doesn't know it yet. He says, Human beings are works in progress that mistakenly think they're finished. The person you are right now is as transient, fleeting, and as temporary as all the people you've ever been. The one constant in our life is change. I wish you guys a very happy holidays and an incredibly successful new year and new decade ahead. Have a think about this. Have a think at how you can arrive into your 2030 self and show up every single day to get there. Get out that pen and paper, download the guide at tellyareed.com slash letter. And hey, be a friend and a companion to yourself and your 2030 self. Well, thank you for it. I'll see you guys next week for the final show of the decade. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Arrived. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and your space is feeling a little more like a crash pad than a home, not to worry. I'm here for you, gents. Join me over at atelierreed.com slash arrived to work with me one-to-one on a design action plan to help you bring your A-game home. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R. W-R-E-D-E dot com slash arrived. So what are you waiting for? Let's do this. I'll see you next time, guys. Have a great week.